GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and I am joined by my snake eyes, my tunnel rat, my <laughs> Wow, tunnel my, rat. My chuckles. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. I, I'm probably more lifeline than anybody else. So as I much as say, I, I would back that, yes. I was going to say, I hate to admit it. You are either lifeline or dial tone. I'm not sure which. <laughs> I can't be mainframe. Come on. What do you know about computers? He's scoop. He's scoop. Oh, he's, he's totally scoop. scoop. You're scoop. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hopper, Joe's here. Did you just wave on a podcast? I did. I did. I did wave, and I don't know why. I audio. Like, audio. They can't uh, hear you wave. All right. I'm going to take a minute. Introduce our guests. Okay. Hey, James is here. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Um, thanks for coming back. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're talking about uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, but we should probably get to the backstory of this. Our initial plan which is still a future plan, mind you. We were going to cover He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. The Dolph Lundgren, you know. Courtney what, Cox. Courtney Cox. Cox. It's totally a Courtney Cox vehicle. The, the, the Billy Barty and makeup vehicle. Um, and we were just getting ready to sit down and watch it. At least I was. When we realized, like, we were gonna, like we were all together. We were all like, together. You know, we, we, we cooked up heads out. Popcorn, we had drinks ready. Yep. We were all sitting down sitting on the couch down. together. We had blankets. It was great. We were going to be, it's like, a, it's like an old school slumber party. And yeah. we were getting ready to watch it. And then we realized it's not available on Amazon Prime anymore. And it's not available anywhere in the world ever again, ever, it seems like. Like it is taken off of, It's it's gone. Like it's nowhere. You cannot it, find... You can't even find a DVD copy of this for movie for some reason. It's very reminiscent of that time when uh, Sphinx was going to watch Firewalker, remember? And it disappeared from uh, yeah. It disappeared from Prime, and then it was like he couldn't find it anywhere. That's like what this was. It's that another none of canon us film. That. Yeah. Oh, well, there, there you go. go. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so we 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 did a quick turn, and we're like, well, what else do we love? I know GI Joe. How about GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra? And we all said yes, and we all regret it. <laughs> But that's um, that's kind of how it happened. So I, I, the the release date on this, kind of before we get into our, our our first memories or whatever of it, is August seventh, two thousand nine. And for the life of me, I could not remember what year this movie came out. So I was like, okay, two thousand nine. Um, I know I saw this in the theaters. I don't have a. I mean, like just because GI Joe was GI Joe, and I was like, oh, it's finally a movie. Uh, a live action movie. So I, I definitely saw it in the theaters. I, I don't have a very distinctive memory of it. And I know I've seen it on and off since then. I hadn't watched it. And I, I definitely had not sat down and watched the whole thing in a while. I will say that <laughs> going into it, that this is the first complete viewing in years. So, um, 
what what about you, uh, James? What are, what are you kind of your first or viewing or memories of this movie? So I have a very distinct first memory of this movie, and uh, I guess it's story time. Um, so backstory: my wife and I got married in two thousand seven. Right? You guys know what big movie came out in two thousand seven that I'm sure all three of us were very stoked about? Transformers. Yep. So, so I spend months trying to nag her into going to see it with me. I saw it in theaters two or three times. She completely shot me down when we, when we got the DVD, she actually sat down and watched it and was like, Hey, that was actually entertaining. Right. Cool. So in 2008, do you remember what a big movie came out in the summer of 2008 that would also fall in my wheelhouse? Iron Man? Bingo. (laughs) So try to talk her into going to see that with me. And she shoots me down. No, no, no. I don't want to go see your, your, your nerdy comic book movies. I'm like, okay, fine. Get the DVD after it comes out. She watches that and is like, hey, that was actually pretty good. Awesome. I've built up cachet. So what do I use <laughs> that cachet on? <laughs> <laughs> so August of 2009, by the way, my wife is at this point about seven months pregnant as well. <laughs> I, take <her> see, <laughs> I take her to see this movie and, and I insist it's going to be good. Trust me, it's going to be good. And, uh, and the car ride home was incredibly quiet afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's rough. That's like the time I took Aaron to see the aristocrats. <laughs> Uh, what about you, LPJ? What do you got for this? Oh, I saw us in the theater. I assume it was probably with you because I assume we see every movie together. Um, but I definitely did not go with Aaron to go see this movie. <laughs> uh, so I, I assume it was you or my brother, one of the two, probably maybe both. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, I remember seeing it and then I bought it on DVD. Oh, you own this? I do. I own it on DVD and uh, ended up rebuying it digitally because it was cheaper to do so um, than to run it for me. Uh, so I own it. Yeah, I own it. And I'm going to own that I own it. <clears throat> All right. Um, so uh, budget on this is $175 million. What? <laughs> what? That- what? <laughs> That, they spent all of that budget to actually buy the ruby that Zartan gets shown in the, uh, yes. <laughs> in the original That's cartoon movie. Yep. That, yes. is, that is wild that this movie is a $175 million movie. Oh, my God. There's, oh, this movie. So, okay. so the, the domestic gross is $150 million, So a failure here in the U.S., but it ends up making $302 million worldwide. So that worldwide box office turns it into quite a success, actually. But, man. Um, okay. Rotten Tomatoes, 34%, That's which is right. maybe generous, actually. Maybe. Uh, and then an audience score of 50%. So, okay. Which, yeah, maybe. I could, uh, I could see that. Top grossing movies of 2009. You have number one. Avatar, uh, number two, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, uh, and number three, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Uh, this movie, GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra, came in 18th on the year. 
And other movies that we have covered on this podcast from 2009 are number 20, Taken, number 42, Zombieland, and number 116, The Hurt Locker. All right. Um, now, this this is directed by our old friend, Stephen Summers, which somehow, dude has directed like 10 movies, and this is the fourth one we've done on the podcast. <laughs> and not only know, that, this is the fourth one we've done within the last three months. It's true, because we did, we did The Mummy Returns, Deep Rising, and now this, all within a short span of time. Within less than, I would say... Two months, probably. Yeah, it's it. We've we've really been hitting Stephen Summers. Just I'm putting a moratorium on Stephen Summers work. for the rest of the podcast. Hey, the know. good news is, unless we're covering Van Helsing, we've covered just about all the movies that he's done that we could we could probably do on the podcast. So, yeah, he didn't do Scorpion King, so we're good. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I, I the writers on this, Stuart Beatty. Beatty, David Elliott, Paul Lovett. I don't. I don't, do. You have anything on them at all? I don't. Uh, other they wrote, than that they, they wrote this. Other, other than they apparently don't know anything about GI Joe. Um, I don't. I don't have. Um, I don't have anything on them. And then the music is our old friend uh, Alan Silvestri, who does music for. He I, clearly mailed this one in. Yeah, he crapped this one out. I think they were like, "Hey, do you have?" any music and he like dug through his files and found some like rejected music that he wrote like it's like ah here you go you can take it so um not memorable at all no not particularly there's a lot in this movie that's very memorable and a lot in this movie that is very forgettable it's very strange it's just such a weird dichotomy um okay so the cast of this movie (laughs) there's a lot of pretty famous people in this movie yeah the uh, cast is not they're not random b-list actors there some of them are not well hold on let me rephrase that they're not scrubs they're not necessarily all a-list yeah but yeah, they're not terrible actors you know i've heard that stephen summers don't want no scrubs so it makes sense to me nope, <laughs> nope. oh you, you didn't like that one you didn't like that joke? okay uh, well, you know what you know what? Uh, spoiler alert! One of my role reversals was Lisa Left Eye Lopez was going to be Scarlet. This. Did you guys see? And maybe we'll get to it in a minute about Channing Tatum, like trying to get out of doing this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but he, after he had just finished Coach Carter, he signed a three movie deal with Paramount, and they were like, "Yep, this is the first movie." He's like, "Yep, I want out of that three movie deal." <laughs> like, nope, we're going to sue you if you don't do it. So then his his retort was to. <laughs> fine i want to play snake eyes <laughs> and there the studio's exact response was no you're gonna play gi joe <laughs> not even the character's name <sighs> anyway so uh channing tatum plays duke in this movie um there's a lot of people i'll just try and bust through them you have uh christopher eccleston which doctor was he was he the ninth or the tenth doctor lbj help me out uh God, we're going to get so much flack for this. I think he's the ninth. Okay. Um, so he plays uh, McCollum slash Destro. Uh, you also have uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing the Doctor slash Rex. Um, Sienna Miller plays Anna slash the Baroness. Uh, Rachel Nichols is Scarlet. Uh, Ray Park is Snake Eyes. And guys, let me tell you the thing that I found the most fun about this 
is that like it, you know like i watched it on amazon like it was free with ads and like you know they have like the uh what do they call it uh x-ray, x-ray. yeah and like i pause it and it's like ray park and it's like oh so it has a picture of ray park no it has a picture of darth maul for him and i'm like <laughs> well that's a- i'm like that's weird if you go to the the internet movie the imdb website it's his picture is Darth Maul. They don't have an actual <laughs> picture of him. It's just Darth Maul. I got to give Ray Park some kudos for um, having not one, but two characters I was really hyped to see on screen and then just be completely disappointed by. Oh my gosh. We will get into like, I, I don't, I mean, and we'll get into this more, but I don't know how you mess up a character like Snake Eyes so bad in this movie. Like even just the look of him is Oh my god, he, he looks terrible. Like, dude, it was that? Batman with nipples. It was. Oh god, with the, with the, with the, why, do you, why does he? Why does he have a mouth? They talk about like, why. <laughs> they they talk a, about how he took a vow of silence, but they give a mouth. Like it's so stupid. Like he has it's, a he has a mouth, and he has like cargo pants. He looks like a Power Ranger who got stuck halfway through morphing. Yeah, it's, yes. it's, it's so bad. He's like one of the coolest characters ever, and they—he's just awful in this. Yep. Um, Dennis Quaid plays General Hawk. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of the guy that plays Heavy Duty. Uh, uh, Adwele, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you got, and you also have a bunch of. It's wild to me that Stephen Summers has a bunch of like actors that are in all his movies because you got Arnold Vaslu who yep. plays Zartan in this. Uh, Kevin J. O'Connor shows up as apparently Dr. Mindbender. I don't know why. I think just because I like the name. Um, and you even have a cameo from Brendan Fraser, which yeah. did you see the insane thing that Brendan Fraser said about his character? He said that, like, I can't remember what his name is. They, they were like, Sergeant, Sergeant Stone. Stone. They said that. <laughs> why did we both know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Well, I guess because they said, okay, super nerdy. two things about Brendan Fraser's cameo. One, they said that they originally were gonna have him play like gung ho, but then they like they're like gung ho's like Cajun, and they're like he couldn't do a Cajun accent or something like that. Which I'm like, is gung ho Cajun? I guess I don't remember him being Cajun. Yeah, he was. It was written in his file card that it was Cajun, but they didn't. Like, <laughs> I remember I he had ever. two outfits, and the second one he was in his like marine dress blues. So well, I think you used the term outfit very loosely because it was definitely yeah. a puffer vest with no shirt underneath and a <laughs> giant Marine Corps tattoo on his chest. That was the outfit. <laughs> but, like, the insane thing is that Brendan Fraser, why he said this, I know. He's like, yeah, like, that guy, he's a descendant of Rick O'Connell from The Mummy. I'm like, why was that your backstory for your one-scene character in this movie? Two, I don't two. know. <laughs> he's riding around on the ATV like, all right, time to go train, Joes. <laughs> okay, great. sure. Hold on. You're giving that ATV more credit than it deserves. It's not even an ATV. It's a tricycle. <laughs> That's, that's very true. Yes. Um, <laughs> Power wheels. Yeah. Uh, LP, LPJ, anyone I didn't mention that you want to you want to bring up now? Um, oh, I didn't oh, mention Mar- I didn't mention Marlon Wayans playing Ripcord of all people. Yep. Like, can anyone explain to me? I, I, like, I'm already going off the rails. We haven't even started talking about the plot. <laughs> but like, why of all in the in the all the GI Joes they've ever created, why is he Ripcord? Like, why did they decide that that like, why isn't he Stalker? Or, like, why? I, stalker would have been my choice, too, right? Um, and, you know, to... Like, if you're going to use an original Joe, Stalker was one of the first eight Joes. Yep. Obviously, 
Like I completely understand you want the second leading man in the movie. You want to have an African-American to be a star in the movie. Cool. The Joes have a whole bunch of those. Yeah. That's what wasn't one of them. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's so weird. Um, I think I covered everyone I wanted to mention. What about you? Uh, uh, I mean, Bian Hung Lee, or I'm sorry. Yeah, Bian Hung Lee or Lee Bian Hun, whatever you want to call him, plays uh, Storm Shadow. He's like a he's a famous Korean actor. Okay, I I don't like his take on Storm Shadow in this. So yeah, <laughs> you know what? I'm on. not sure that's his fault. <laughs> it could. It, yeah, you could be right about that. Um. Okay, so I have a whole mess of net worth so we're gonna try and power through them quickly because I, I i probably did too many let's start with that guy whose name i can't pronounce who was in the uh mummy, mummy. he's got that sweet sweet mummy returns money what do you think lpj five million okay james seven three million for him uh ray park what do you guys think for ray park got that sweet sweet toad and x-men money um 10 million. James? 15. Hey, uh, before I tell you, you guys remember what happens to a toad when it gets hit by lightning? Same thing that happens to everything else that gets hit by lightning. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that is the correct answer. Uh, and he has $5 million. So pretty good for Ray Park. All right. Uh, Dennis Quaid. What do you think for Dennis Quaid? Infinity billion dollars. That guy's been in. I, <laughs> number one, he was in, um, what was the name of that movie with Topher Grace and Scarlett Johansson? Why can't I think of it? Um, what, what, that's, that's your ah, go-to? Exactly. He made a ton of money off of that. And by that, I mean, I don't even think it was a hit. Now I can't think of the name of it, so the joke's lost. Ah, <laughs> uh, well... What do you, what in do you good think? company. In good company. It was in good company. <laughs> we got there. So he's got that sweet, sweet in good company money. Well, what do you it was, think? That was worth it. It was well worth it. What do you what do you think though, James? What's your guess for uh, he's got that oh god. 40 million. Okay. He's got that sweet, sweet inner space money. Um Ooh. he's got that sweet, sweet my my brother's a nut money. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Quaid's bananas. Uh don't forget the rookie. The, that Disney movie where it was like a 42 year old pitcher that. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I never saw that. Uh, 50 million. $30 million. For Dennis oh, Quaid. Dennis Quaid. All right. Marlon Wayans. What do you think LPJ from Marlon Wayans? Oh man. He's got that DJ from in living color money. Um, no, that was his other brother. Uh, <laughs> was he homie to clown? Was that Marlon or was no, that? That, that, that was, was Damon. Uh, that was wasn't Damon. It? Yeah. I don't think Marlon was old enough to be on the show. Gotcha. Uh, 30 million. Okay. James? 15. Uh, 40 million dollars. Wow. Uh, he's like almost way. Dennis. He's a Dennis Quaid level. I know. Uh, Christopher Eccleston, which I've decided now uh, upon thinking about LBJ, he's definitely the ninth doctor because the eighth doctor was the one that appeared in that weird TV yes. movie that nobody likes. So he was the ninth doctor. Okay. Um, so what do you think for uh, Christopher Eccleston? He's got that sweet, sweet Doctor Who money. James, you go first. Eight million. Okay. Eight million and one dollars. Uh, Six million dollars. Damn it. Uh, oh. Rachel, Rachel Nichols. I can't think of anything else she was in besides this. What do you think, uh, LBJ, for Rachel Nichols? Uh, she was in that movie where she was trapped in the uh, parking garage. Parking, parking garage. I can't think of what, the, what it's called now. P something. Something. I'm going to say five million. Okay. Seven. <laughs> Jumping in. Two million. Right. Uh, Sienna Miller. 
Oh, God, there's so many of these. Yeah, there's only a couple more. Sienna Miller. What do you think for Sienna Miller? James? Three million. Five. Okay. 18 million for her. Weird. Okay. Uh, okay. Joseph oh, wasn't wasn't she married to somebody famous and took all their money? I don't know. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's got that sweet, sweet third rock from the sun money. What do you think, uh, James, for Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Well, he's got that sweet, sweet angels in the outfield money, too. <laughs> so I'm going to say 11 million. Okay. He's got that looper you, money. Um, <laughs> f- $25 million. $35 million for wow. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And That's finally, fresh. finally, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum got that step-up money. What do you guys think? And Magic Mike and Magic Mike 2. <laughs> yeah. uh, he got that five minutes of uh, G.I. Joe retaliation money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, LBJ? You first. What do you think? $25 million. Okay. I am oh, going to go. Wow. Lowballing Channing Tatum. I'm going to go 70 million. $80 million. Wow. $80 million. Really? Yeah, so, yeah. He does a lot of stuff, and I think he probably gets highly paid at this point. So, oh, maybe. He's got all that 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street money, too. That's true. Well, we're okay. Here. So, I only have two taglines for this. Um, and spoiler alert, they're both terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The first one, I don't even get, because the first one just says, evil never looks so good. And I like had to double check. I'm like, am I on the right page for this? Is it like, are we hitting on the Baroness? Is that what, I, is that what I, like, I, that's the only route I can think they're going for? I guess. Um, and then the other one is. Unless they're really into monocles. The other one is, when all else fails, they don't. Right, well, nah, that's, that's fine. That's that's more apropos, yeah. I suppose, of like what <laughs> the works. team's supposed to be. Or... So before, this is the first thing I want to mention, but like this is something I just found out today when I was doing my research. And it like, it just added an extra bit of like what to this movie. It says that this movie is supposed to take place in the year 2020. And I'm like, I'm like this movie came out in 2009 and it took place in 2020? Why? Well, because there's so many things that like don't need propellers to do like a vertical takeoff and landing. Uh huh. So that's 11 years in the future. Whoa. <laughs> that like blew my mind when I saw that today. I was like, why not? Sure. It took place so far in the future. Okay. Are we anything else anyone wants to mention before we try and get through the plot of this? No, because we're going to get into, I got a feeling we're going to get sidetracked several times during this recap. So. Maybe we should just get into it and see what happens. Okay, yeah. sounds good. So, first of all, this movie starts in 1641 France. <laughs> right off the bat, I'm like, this is bad. Like, why Why does this movie have this opening? It's supposed to introduce, it introduces us to, like, Destro's ancestors and all this stuff. But it's, like, it's not necessary, right? Like, we don't need this scene at all. Um, because, like, you're introduced to Destro's ancestor and he was like selling arms to both sides and his punishment is they put like a mask on his face because it's like haha you guys know Destro he wears a mask so although I guess maybe we should back up a little bit and say that the concept of this film is based more on the comic line than it is the cartoon actually I would say that the concept of this film was M. Night Shyamalan got drunk Took a bunch of stuff from the comic book and just tried to make it even more like crazy plot twist coming at you. 
because there's just way too many of them and we'll get to get into it as we go through the plot see but there's too many things like that i would say that this movie was based on a shit that somebody took in the toilet <laughs> and they took a look at it before they flushed it they were like oh and they're like oh that's weird that shit has a mouth yeah and then they flushed it and then they wrote this movie so okay I, I'm going to need some help because I'm probably going to get angry trying to go through this. So we, we skip to what I guess they now realize that they classify as the not-too-distant future. So, yeah, I, I guess I, I guess they kind of let you know that this movie takes place in, like, 2020 because they do say the not-too-distant future. It doesn't say, like, present day or anything like that. So, anyways, so oh God, I'm going to need some help getting through this because I'm going to, like... <laughs> Lose my mind. So, nanomites. We're introduced to McCullum. I'm just going to call him Destro for the whole yeah, movie because that's, that's easier. Fine. And his whole thing is that, like, he has Mars Industries and he invented these nanomites. And I guess they can, like, eat through anything. And you can, like, launch them on a city and they'll just eat everything, right? Like, that's what the nanomites do. Yeah. Well, yes. And so I have so many issues with the way these <laughs> things function. And his whole, because, okay, so he makes these nanobots, right? These nanomites, they have to be weaponized. <laughs> yeah, why weaponized. do they have to take them to, like, why, did, why do they have to take them to a particle we'll to accelerator? Look, I'm not saying my physics degree has anything to do with this, but I know enough to know that a particle accelerator has nothing to do with weaponizing nanomachines. I don't know if... Maybe their idea was the particle accelerator would give it power of some sort. That's not how particle accelerators work. Um, oh, also, don't forget, like, this whole – the whole one of the crux of his plan is that he's like, oh, I got NATO to pay for all this research. Like, is that what NATO does? Like, like did they buy and pay for yeah. stuff? I thought they were just, like, a well, grouping of countries and stuff. I don't think they, like, pay for stuff together. Well, my question is, if he was able to make these and test them, what does he need this guy to weaponize him for if he's already at one point done it to test them? Why doesn't he just take the weapons, turn them on himself, and sell them? We we are literally like five minutes into this movie, and we've we already killed five minutes into this movie. We're, we're, we're already defeated five minutes in. Let's let's steamroll past this because okay. we're we're going to mention nanomates like eight thousand times, and it's never going to make sense. So. They, they they have this NATO team. They have to transport the 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 warheads that aren't activated, but they're transferring them. Right? Why they had to transfer them on a ground convoy? I don't know. They use helicopters in the convoy. Why are the nanomites in a helicopter? I don't know. Back to Anyways. your original point too about because spoiler alert: the guys that are running the convoy are Duke and and Ripcord. Yeah. So you're using a ground convoy. But one of the guys that's in charge of the team is Ripcord, who's a paratrooper by trade. <laughs> but in this movie, he's in the army. But his nickname or code name would still imply that he's a flight guy. I, there's <laughs> honestly oh. this this scene where where they're like, "Hey, uh, those things aren't." Uh, activated yet are they i wouldn't hit any potholes if i were you hey that's, <laughs> hey, that's terrible you know what line i'm talking about right yeah when they're when they're loading them up oh yeah and, and b as soon as channing tatum delivers his first line as duke i was like he doesn't want to be here <laughs> <laughs> oh you could tell it's like <laughs> from minute one he did not want to be there and then 
I love the conversation where they're in the Jeep and he's like, you know, I passed the flight exam. Yeah. Like they the have army to try has a flight ex- exam. Okay. Sure. You passed mm-hmm. it just randomly and then you're still stuck on the ground. I'm pretty sure if you pass the flight exam, they're going to want you to fly things. Well, yeah. And then he's like, Duke, where are we transferring to after this? I don't think that's the way the armed forces work. Like, if you're in the army, you don't just go, all right, well, I'm going to just slide over and be in the Navy now. <laughs> like yeah. you have to work, you, you have to work your way up in rank in the division you're in. Isn't, isn't, isn't that? I don't know. No? They're not know. mercenaries as far as I'm aware. <laughs> okay. So, so the convoy gets attacked by like, I, well, let's just call them Cobra. But at this point, I guess they're not Cobra, but like they're Cobra. Uh, so they attack the convoy. Like the the vipers in this movie, like I don't get like how strong their armor is because like I feel like it varies. Sometimes they seem invincible, and then sometimes they they get the shot by a normal gun and they're taken out. So I don't I don't really know. In this scene, they they're able to stop like grenades and stuff when they get thrown at them. So they um, look cool. I'll, I'll give them that. As far as like vipers, they look, oh. they look like a combination of the frag viper and like the rock viper. They look pretty sweet. Which is the Viper that came with the shield? Alley Viper. Alley Never mind. Viper. I just thought of it. Awesome. <laughs> um, so then the, the Baroness shows up, who's Anna, whatever. We're going to call her the Baroness. And it's like, oh, of course, Duke knows who she is. And we're like, ah, I don't know why this has I to be. I hate anything. that part of the plot so much. I yeah. hate Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, so then the Joes show up to save them. And this is where I'm like, why does Snake House have a, why does his mask have a mouth? Like, we talked about it already, but it's so bad looking. Um, they recover the warheads. So when the when G.I. When Joe shows up and Scarlet comes down, she's got the bow and all that stuff. Is there any possible way that someone could watch this movie today and not think that they're just watching like a Spartan Foods brand version of Black Widow? <laughs> oh, yeah, Totally. <laughs> Exactly I didn't even think about is. that, but yeah, you're you're 100 right. And um, why why does she need four laser sights? I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, go on. So then the the first obnoxious use of holograms in this movie. So General Hawk's there, and he's in hologram, and he's like, "Ah, we're gonna bring you back to the base." For some reason, the pit, the Joe's, the classic name of the GI Joe space, it's in the middle of the desert. I'm just like this. <laughs> it is a literal pit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. does, Steven, does Steven Summers just like the desert so much that he's like, we're going to put the G.I. Joe's base in the yeah, desert? The, and and the, like the plate right over there, the flight over there, the special effects in this, the the, 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 the computer graphics in this are so um, uneven. Yeah. Like some <laughs> of them are pretty good. Some of them are so terrible. That jet is god awful. <laughs> like it looks so fake. So... They get to the pit and they're riding. Before they get the- to the pit, though, there is the two classic lines by Marlon Wayans where he's oh. like, because they, you know, they give him some kind of painkiller. So he's all like loopy. And yeah. Jet, and he's like, oh, you got that lifelike hair and kung fu grip. Like, oh, I see what you did. You're referencing the <laughs> 1960s toy. Good job. <laughs> it was bad. It was real it's- bad. So they get to the pit and they're riding down the elevator and like it's so stupid looking. Like there's it's like one floor that's just like a giant water tank for some reason. <laughs> um, and this is where I have a note because they they're introduced General Hawk and he's explaining to him what the Joes are. And I just have a note that says, "Man, GI Joe sounds stupid when it's said in like a serious way." When he's like, "We're the GI Joes," and I'm like, it just yeah. doesn't work like in cartoon format like i get it but like when it's a live action person saying it i'm like that it, it doesn't work 
Um, also, this movie definitely had a Cisco sponsorship because they, they let you know a couple of times they're using the Cisco conferencing stuff. Uh, also, um, I believe this is where General Hawk utters knowing is half the battle, which is like yeah. so forced in. Um, yeah. And and I and I guess I didn't realize, too, like when they introduced uh, the guy Breakers in this, I didn't realize it was Breaker. I was like, oh, that's mainframe. And I'm like, oh, no, that's dial tone. I had to look up in the like credits to see that it was breaker. Is that, is, was he one of the original Joes? Is that why they picked breaker? Yeah. Breaker yeah, was breaker the original was. communications officer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so then we get like, <laughs> it's weird too. Cause like, yeah, breaker was the original one, but mainframe was right after like they had mainframe show up almost like the next wave. Furthermore, the, the character looks like dial tone. He does. Yeah. He looks like yeah. dial tone. I, yeah. Um, so then we get the next hologram in this movie because this they have they, they, sorry. No, oh, they bring Destro in as a hologram to like talk about like the mission. And I just have noticed this man, this hologram of Destro is being a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up. Yeah, go ahead. When he does show up, I'm sorry. I'm no, like, go ahead. I, I've, got, I've got so many great things to no, say about this movie. Please, um, please go. I don't remember if they I don't think they call him. I think he calls them. Which to me was like, okay, so this is supposed this is a top secret military operation between eighteen different countries that apparently even our own special forces doesn't know exist. But this arms dealer has a direct line to it. Oh yeah. We call it you call them on their Cisco line, so he knew. Exactly. Like <laughs> Um, yeah. So like he tricks them into he like oh, you got to turn off the tracking beacon on the case or something, but he's really tricking him into turning it on? Is that what it, that, that's or what happens? Or it then? was turned off, and oh, he wants he tr- to open it to see, and he ha- gives them the code to turn it back on, which I love at the end where they're running through the halls of the pit, and they all meet up, and then it's just like plot exposition dumps like theater, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, he must have gave us the code to turn it back on," and blah blah blah. And it was it's so terrible. Okay, it was. So then Ran, we then went over for now. Then we cut to the plane, and it's like still a hologram. It's like a hol. He's like a hologram on the plane, and he's talking to like Baroness and Zartan and Storm Shadow, um, and they're like, "Hey, we know where the case is, so you guys are going to go get it." Um, and then we're first introduced to the doctor or Rex or Cobra commander. I don't know what you guys want to call him while we're going through this. Um, Gordon Levitt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JGL. So the whole thing is that he's like injecting these nanomites into people and that's, what's making the, uh, that's, what's making the vipers and like, they can't feel pain and they're like, that's like their deal, right? They can't feel pain and they'll do whatever you tell them to or something like, yeah, no fear, no pain is essentially what it is. But that just seems to be stupid because essentially they're just going to walk straight into things and not try and dodge. (laughs) Yeah. They were probably, honestly, they were better off just making bats and been done with it. Yeah. Or just we we made some clones of whatever, you know, something, right? Yep. But these are supposed so, to be actual people that they're anyway moving on. God, we, uh, <laughs> so so Duke and Ripcord want to join the Joes uh, because they want to get like revenge, I guess, because they lost their mission. I don't know. Then we get like somehow this movie has time for a training montage set to um, what? What is this? So- oh my gosh, I didn't write it in the notes. It's set to like a terrible song too. 
but that's where you get the um, the Brendan Fraser cameo, uh, and they're like, I feel like they have a scene of them in the um, submarines just to like justify having that giant water tank, but it's terrible. Um, and like by the time of the movie, like how long were they in the base, like training and doing all this stuff? It had to have been a while. Like they had to have been there for a little while. They couldn't have been, you know. It, it it couldn't have been any less than a few weeks, which would have been crazy. Yeah, I guess that could be true. Yeah, so yeah, they they had to have been there at least a couple weeks minimum. Yeah, and for if you're supposed to be transporting these warheads, you're just sitting on them in your base for this entire time. I just, <laughs> yeah, did they have some place to be? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Furthermore. Back to the whole Destro calling about like, hey, my warheads didn't get to where they were supposed to be. If there's one thing that I can guarantee about like any type of military mission is like, hey, if we're buying warheads from you, once we sign for the warheads, it's none of your damn business what happens to them. So there's no way that Destro would know they didn't get to where they were supposed to be. You'd think. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I don't get it. Um um, heads up, guys. I remembered it's the training montage is to bang a gong. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Thanks this for that. Is, Thank you. This is also where I have a note where it's like, oh, Snake Eyes is wearing cargo pants for some reason. <laughs> also, I have a note that says people hate shirts in this movie because there's a scene where they're hanging out in like the training room and none of them are wearing shirts while they're working out. Which yeah. is like, yeah. And furthermore, I'm pretty sure Duke actually takes his shirt off in order to, like, you know, do bench press. And also, I don't understand like the framing of Scarlet in this movie is that she's some kind of like genius, like scientist, like was that wasn't her like thing, was it? Like was that like an invention for this movie? That was 100 percent an invention for this movie. Okay, it yeah. seems weird. Um, <laughs> So then they, then they, uh, so uh, like the, the bad guys, Zartan, Storm Shadow, Baroness, and some Vipers, they show up at the pit in those things they must have borrowed from like the, the Ninja Turtles, those like yeah. drill, those drill things. Uh-huh. And just took his, <laughs> to the, to the, the drills. Yep. So they bust in and, and they, uh, they kill CoverGirl. Oh, by the way, CoverGirl's in this movie. <laughs> God, she's terrible. She's so bad. Like of the bad things that are in this movie, she's she's awful. Yeah, she's and she gets stabbed by Zartan. Um, and like they have to establish this thing where Zartan's always whistling for he's a jolly good God, fellow. That is the worst. All yeah, the payoff is, at the end. Oh, it was so terrible. And furthermore, like so, they break in and Zartan to show that he's the master of disguise puts on an army hat and some cargoes to show to pass off as a Joe. But then after the end of this scene, when they're all flying away, he's then dressed up in like, yeah, like, the, yeah, like the camel, the guy, the can't, the guy with the camels for summer. I'm like, I do have a note. I'm like, why is, why didn't he just leave in the jet with them? Why do they have to show him? Like I'm the camel guy now. Like why? 
in, in, when I think master of disguise, I don't think of, I, Hey, you changed your clothes slightly. Ooh, you got me. <laughs> uh, I do. I do like the part of this though. First of all, those things are called Mopods, which is a terrible name, but I do like when heavy duty shows up and like blows them all up. Like that was kind of cool. Like I, I did like that a little bit. Although um, you know, I will give this movie a little bit of credit to say that all of the vehicles in this look like they are GI Joe vehicles. Like they okay. don't look like any kind of general, you know, military generic vehicle. They look like proper GI Joe vehicles. That's fair. Okay, so what? God, I'm so mad. <laughs> How far have we even gotten in this plot so far? We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna get through it faster. I promise. So, what are the, the guns that Cobra have? Do they shoot sound? What do they shoot? I think they're <laughs> sonic blasts of some kind. Yeah, some okay. kind of concussion blast or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I have a note that's like, there's like maybe like 10 Cobra people that break into this base. And this is supposed to be a base of literally the best soldiers from every military in the world. And like no one's anywhere to be found when these 10 people break into the base and do exactly what they want and get away. It's like, where is everybody? They show like hundreds of soldiers earlier. And like, then there's like five people trying to stop them. Um, and then in the middle of it, we get like a quick, like little ninja, the first of like two, three little kid ninja flashbacks. I don't get what the reason behind it is. I mean, sure. You need to have some kind of character development, but was this like a backdoor spinoff for like a storm shadow snake eyes movie later on? I, I don't know. I they, don't. they are doing a snake eyes spinoff. I, yes. But anyway, I did. I can guarantee <laughs> it's not based on this film. Um, also like we don't have to get into it but just remember that for some reason there's an invisibility cloak in this movie exactly (laughs) hey i worked Um, in harry potter so i would like to say so so they they get the uh they get the warheads and they escape from the base that's kind of the ultimate end of the scene but i do have two notes here one that says why is zartan the camel guy now (laughs) question mark immediately followed by i hate this movie (laughs) Um, so then we get we get more we get more young Snake Eyes flashback. It's dumb. Um, the Joes, they figure out that, like you said, in that exposition scene, they put together that it was Destro that stole the warheads. Um, then we get, we, we kind of get a flashback earlier. We skipped over it where it's explaining how Rex and uh, Duke and Ripcord, they all knew each other and he was going to get married to Anna, who's the Baroness, but they were all going to war. And so then we get this other flashback about how like they were in some kind of fight i don't know if they were in afghanistan or whatever and like rex supposedly got blown up in this airstrike in this building uh and his brother right baroness's brother right uh and then they they, they, i like his funeral i like when duke showed up his funeral on that motorcycle and it's like pouring rain and he's wearing sunglasses it's so (laughs) dumb like why wasn't he there like why why didn't he just go to the funeral well, okay, because we skip, we we glossed over it, but there's a line that that whole scene. Duke proposes to Anna, and she's like, "Yes, of course." And then she's like, "Wait, I'll only say yes if you promise me that nothing will happen to my egghead brother." I watched that scene, and all I could think of was Team America: World Police. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, promise me you'll never die. Exactly. <laughs> It was so cheesy. Yeah. Just like thinking of this flashback scene with like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and like, I feel like 
so many people, I feel like, were doing this movie either because, like, Channing Tatum, they were forced to buy contract or they were just looking for a payday. I feel like so many people are just sleepwalking through this movie. Like, why is Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this movie? Like, he said why? he wanted to be in the movie. Why? Because here's what he said. He said he wanted to be in this movie after he saw the mask he was going to get to wear. <sighs> okay. So anyways... <laughs> So uh, this is that whole thing about how they have to go weaponize the warheads for some reason. And it's like, oh, it's the Baroness husband who runs this lab, the only one that can weaponize these. It, there it's are stupid. so many dumb coincidences in this movie. That's, so, that's what I was getting at with the whole like M. Night Shyamalan thing. Be like, <laughs> oh, plot twist. This is actually her brother. Oh, and plot twist. We need her husband to be the one to weaponize it. Plot twist. She's also engaged to that guy. <laughs> yeah, it was... God, there's so much. So they decide they're gonna like launch the warhead in Paris. Why? Why do they have those robot suits? Because why? they look cool. Wait, wait, because like they put Duke and Ripcord in these robot suits, and there's like this really bad chase scene where they're chasing after them and trying to get the warheads, and they're in these like robot suits, and they run like really fast, and they're like smashing into stuff, and it's it's just terrible. It's kind of cool when Snake Eyes is like on the uh, like SUV and he's like trying to stop him and stuff. That's yeah, kind of cool. That's kind of neat. So then, like, also, S- so if, if Duke and Ripcord are the two newest members of GI Joe, and you have two, only two, of these million some dollar suits that can make you faster, stronger, better, whatever, yeah. why would you give them to the new guys? Like, yeah. <laughs> what if you had them the whole? Wouldn't you have had somebody training in them the entire time you've had them that are specialists in them? You would think so. And also, like, if this is such an emergency, why were they like, ah, let's, I don't know, let's send five Joes to deal with this problem. We don't. We don't. Well, obviously, the rest of them were on vacation. and You saw how empty the pit was. Yeah, yeah that's true, too. Um, so then, like, OK, so when that SUV, like, crashes and flips, like, like, I'm sorry, nobody is surviving. It is such a violent crash. It like flips over a million times and everyone just like walks out. They're like, no, we're fine. I can't even just watching this chase scene alone. I cannot even imagine the collateral damage. Like there are so many dead, innocent people in this chase scene caused by the guys in the suits, just as much as it would be from the Cobras, like crashing the Eiffel Tower. So many dead people that are completely glossed over in this. So anyways, so the na- they fire the thing at <laughs> they fire the warhead. It hits the Eiffel Tower. The nanites start destroying the Eiffel Tower. Um, they end up stop it from destroying all of Paris, but like Duke gets kidnapped. They're trying to figure out where the base is. They do this dumb thing where they're able to read a dead guy's brain. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we get more uh, ninja, little kid ninja flashbacks. We're basically Zar- not Zartan. That's revealed in the sequel. Sorry. <laughs> Storm Shadow like is mad and he kills like Snake Eyes' master. So that's why he takes a vow of silence. I, I don't know. They figure out the Destro's base is in the Arctic. I like when they go to the base when they're taking Duke there. In order to get into the base, like they have this big like Heat ray that they melt part of the ice to get. The, I'm like, do they have to melt that part of the ice every time they're entering the base, or like, you know what I I'm think, talking about, right? Yeah, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure they do. Um. Okay. So the Joes 
I mean, there's a whole little thing where they get arrested by the police, but it's stupid. Anyways, so they're like scoping out the base. They have they have a robot shark that they use to get intel. This is where I have a note, guys. It says robot shark. Fuck you, movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Duke's in the base. They're going to turn Duke into a Neo Viper. Um, General Hawk, even though they're not supposed to, they're like disbanding the Joes. He decides to send the Joes to help. Um, there's a whole scene where there's a CGI polar bear for some reason. The big reveal that the doctor is Rex and he survived the the airstrike when he was in that like base. That's where he met Dr. Mindbender, who's played by Kevin J. O'Connor, we should mention, yep. who's another uh, Stephen Summers guy who's in all his movies, Benny from the Mummy, Mummy movies. And I guess he was like originally doing the nanite research in that bunker. And that's like, yeah, like that was the thing. So Dr. Mindbender is what his apparently actual William was, uh, was doing the, the nanite research and Joseph Gordon Levitt, when he gets there is like intrigued by it. And he just decides, okay, yeah, I'll just hang out and stay with you. That's cool. And 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 just wants to go be this crazy mad scientist at that point, I guess. Yeah, right? it's, it, uh, yeah, it's it doesn't make sense at all because he's seemingly a normal person who sees this nanite research and then decides to become like an evil scientist, right? Like that's what they imply. <laughs> we're we're all de- we're all defeated. Let us let's power through this. So okay, right. they they launched the remaining uh, nanite warheads. Uh, they're able to take out one of them before it gets in the air. Um, good thing that Snake Eyes packed all his snow gear. He's got like a matching. He's got like a full on white outfit that he's wearing that turns into the normal outfit. Anyways, um, and then so like this is where they 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 casually introduce like actual. G.I. Joe vehicles because that plane, like the COVID planes, like the Night Raven. Yeah. And this is where they're, this is where I'm like, I don't understand still. This is where they had to like shoehorn in that ripcord's a pilot. Oh, man. Oh, God. This Night Raven is so dumb. So the plane itself is kind of cool looking, right? And I understand the concept of voice activation. Do you? you? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You would never, ever, ever in a million years have voice activated firing for the simple fact that when you're trying to fire the weapon, you can't communicate on your communicator because you're using your mouth to fire the weapon. So if someone's asking you a question or you're trying to coordinate some kind of attack, you got to stop halfway through and say fire. Now, my other question is, my other question is, do you have to say fire for every single shot? So if you're firing your guns, do you have to say fire super fast in order to have super fast machine gun fire? Or can you just say fire and it automatically does it? How do you switch weapons? There's no controls. There's no button on there that says switch to missiles, switch to guns. You just say fire. And you can't even say fire. You have to say fire in that dumb, stupid Celtic language. Tien. Oh, my God, this thing. Yeah, I think you covered it. James, anything you want to add about the Night Raven? I'm sorry. Uh, No, we were good on the Night Raven. I think we all did gloss over the fact, though, that at one point Zartan got nanomites injected into him to make him actually be able to change his appearance, which is going to be real key to the other plot twist that's coming at the end. Right. <laughs> that's that's true, too. Um, I have a question for you, and this might be best for James, our G.I. Joe expert. Our, and I can't remember this, but like, 
are sharks an actual G.I. Joe vehicle? Because they're like, launch the sharks. Are those like... Yeah, so sharks... Um, was that the thing the Deep Six had? Yeah, that, that like, was a submarine and jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, it so was a submarine I, and jet called a shark. Okay. <laughs> Nothing amphibious. So, this is where... You know. This is where this is where Destro's face gets like fucked, and I don't remember exactly what happens. Something, Honestly, something happens. He gets like on fire or something. Like it gets all messed up. Like he goes to. Oh, he goes to um like shoot. Is, is it a flamethrower or three? He throws a grenade or something, and they use the sonic gun and they shoot whatever he's throwing and it blows back in his face. Okay. So this, I, sometimes I, you know, this LBJ, sometimes I look back at my notes and I'm like, I really like what I wrote. So these are my next three notes. Storm Shadow. Uh, it says snake eyes and storm shadow fight. And it's kind of boring because it is right. Yeah. And then I have storm shadow takes off, his sh- takes his shirt off and hooks his swords together. I want to punch this movie in the face. Yeah. And I have a note that says storm shadow dies. Question mark. Because he gets, like, stabbed in the chest and, like, falls into the ice, right? Also, doesn't yeah. Snake Eyes, like, pop out, like, blades? Like, like he's got, like, yeah, yeah, kind of, like, does. solo Wolverine claws to pop out of his sleeves. <laughs> I hate the movie's handling of Storm Shadow. Like, in, in, in my world, <laughs> Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow are the two coolest G.I. Joe characters, right? Yep. Yeah. Coolest looking, greatest backstory. And the whole little kid fight scene and like all that of trying to make those two actually like mesh. Here's why I hate that so much. <laughs> Please. Um, is so LPJ made the point that this is trying to tie a little bit closer to the comics. The comic, like the original Marvel comics run that was written by Larry Hama was a, it was written almost as a, war or army comic so it wasn't just a little kid's comic right so there's a lot of great content there and like the snake eyes origin in there snake eyes and storm shadow were deployed in vietnam together storm shadow's name is tommy arashikagi he's from san francisco he's snake eyes best friend the platoon together for two tours in vietnam then snake eyes gets injured and tommy helps nurse him back to health gets him out of the you know saves him from the battlefield. And then after they get back home, Snake Eyes finds out that his family's dead. So he moves in with Tommy and takes over his family business with him in Japan. That's so much better than, (laughs) here's a 12, like you literally took an awesome story arc and decided, you know what would be better? What if we did that, but made him Aladdin? He's a little kid that's hungry and he's still (laughs) bread. Isn't that awesome? Oh, he's Aladdin. You're absolutely right. That's who he is. He's like Oliver. <laughs> I feel like, and they, I mean, they don't completely, but I feel like they do a, a better job with both characters in like the sequel. Like, I mean, not like they're still the same versions, but I think, I don't know. I think they're I've only better. seen it once, so I don't even remember. I, I We'll get into it a little bit. I remember it being better than this, though. It, no, it, it's a it, it, it's a hundred percent better. Anyways, um, so Ripcord stops both the warheads from he stops the one from hitting like Russia, and then he stops the one from hitting DC. Um, and my note says he goes into space or some shit. I don't really remember. Um, the bad guys decide that they're gonna blow the ice back. Oh, uh, I also have a note here that says, "Man, LBJ must hate all the needles in this movie because there's a lot of needles great. all not, over the not place." Not a fan. No, not a fan. No, thank you. 
No, thank you. <laughs> covered my eyes. Um, so, like, while they're trying to escape the base, like, Destro and uh, Rex, they get, like, their mask. And it's like, oh, okay, finally, now Destro has his mask and Cobra Commander has his mask. But it's not a real Cobra Commander mask. It does, like, Cobra Commander's wore, what, like, three, a, a, at least a, a bunch of different masks. And this one does not look like any of them. Right? No, and it's awful. It's not, it's not even like it, it doesn't look like any of his, but it's still sweet looking. Like, no, it's it terrible, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm forever, I'm really, I must have been in a great, I, I was really killing it. I feel like I wrote these notes because my note says, Destro and Russ get their mask. And like everything else in this movie, it sucks. Well, you know what? And Destro doesn't even get a mask. He gets injected with like metal oh, nanobites. <laughs> and he yeah. forms like a metal face to him. <laughs> So they end up getting caught. Um, then they, they're like gloss over the part that the Baroness apparently decided that she still loves Duke. And that's how Duke got out of getting injected with the nanomites. That's right. Cause she, she was being controlled by nanomites. Basically the answer to everything in this movie is either nanomites or holograms. Yeah. So she still has to go to prison. She's on a prison. It's on the aircraft carrier for some reason. I don't know why she's in prison on an aircraft carrier. And then, as you alluded to, and like my last note says, Zartan is the president. Why? Why not, I guess. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie is that Zartan is now the president, which does actually one of the few things that carries over to G.I. Joe retaliation is that Zartan's still the president. Yeah. So. Well, hold uh, on. Channing Tatum carried over to that movie as well for all of two minutes. I would say, <laughs> honestly, though, like, that's the end of this movie. Okay, that movie's done. Giorgio Retaliation is a better movie. Like, I can watch that movie. Like, it's got, uh, uh, what's his name? Ray Stevenson plays Firefly in it. He's yep. awesome. And obviously, I like The Rock. Um, I would say see it if you haven't seen it. But anyways, we're not talking about that one. We're talking about this dumpster fire, um, which we made it to the end of. So that's good. <laughs> um did you see that they said that they originally they planned like a post credit scene where like Snake Eyes is going to like tell a joke to the Joes? Yeah. But then, but then like Larry Larry Hama, who was like an advisor on this, was like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, I don't think that's a good idea. So they didn't end up doing it because like I guess you said, I guess if they're going to listen to one thing Larry Hama says, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one. Oh, God. Um, yeah. What does is, what is everybody got? What does everybody got? Anyone got anything that they. Here's, uh... here's my take on this movie, right? Um, like I mentioned, the whole. I, I made my pregnant wife watch this in theaters. And then we were driving home and it was really quiet. And I was like, So, uh, what'd you think? She's like, It was, it was all right. I was like, Yeah, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> this is one of those movies where the first time you watch it, you're going to be like, eh, All right, it's, it's okay. And then even if you don't ever watch it again, an hour later, you're going to think back and be like, what the hell was that? Yeah, no, yeah, it, that was so unnecessary. Like, it's one of those things that, you know, how some things get better with age or like you reminisce about them. The more you think about this movie, the worse it gets. Yeah, no. And I, I will 100% agree because like I said, I hadn't sat down and watched this whole thing in a while. And I'm like, uh, I was like, I remember this isn't that good, but it's it's probably watchable. It's OK. And then watching it this time, I was like, oh, no, I was like, this is bad and you know lpj i always i can never 
for the podcast, sit down and watch a movie in one viewing. I always, I think I watched this in like four or five sittings because it was, I just like couldn't take it. I had, <laughs> had to, to get up and walk away. I had to like turn it off and just like, I got to watch something else. Like it was in like, and like, I was trying to describe like to someone I work with, like, I was just like, oh, this is so bad. It's terrible. And they're like, well, is it really that bad? I'm like, you understand, like G.I. Joe is something that I love so much as a kid. And this movie is just like, it's so like, I don't understand. It seems like such a simple concept. I don't understand how they ended up with this movie. Say what you want about the Transformers movie. But at least, like, I feel like they didn't go so far off the reservation with the concept. Like, this one is, like, as bad as when they made, like, the Super Mario Brothers movie. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. We're going to use some elements of it. But basically, it doesn't make sense. This, it, I don't understand how this is the plot of the movie they came up with for this. It's, I, like, such a simple premise. Like, how did you come up with this plot? I don't I don't get it either. And, you know, what they could they, you don't need to have an origin story for Destro. You don't need to have an origin story for Cobra Commander. They can just be in the movie as Destro and Cobra Commander and have them, you know, have G.I. Joe pre-established. Here's G.I. Joe. This is what they are. Here's Cobra. This is what they are. Cobra tries to do this. G.I. Joe tries to stop them. And that's all it had to be. It doesn't have to be like, let me let me slowly work in these elements and slowly work in these. No, they can be fully formed ideas and just present them to the audience. Yeah. So and then also like they just they to to your point, LBJ, they they tried to shoehorn so much into this that it it okay. So they tried to take a portion of the Snake Eyes Storm Shadow origin from the comic. Cool. Got it. then for Cobra Commander, we're basically just going to steal the plot of the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then the Baroness, what we're going to do is I just read Daredevil. She's Electra. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's just mush them all together. And by the way, everyone's related and it's all tied together. Like, yeah. what? Uh, yeah, I, it makes I, no sense. And no. again, like I, like I said, the, the comic that ran for 20 plus years or whatever the Marvel comic, and then there's still comics that are out today. There's a ton of mythos that you could pull from to get actual stories that would support what you're trying to do. But instead you went completely off the reservation, made up a whole bunch of stuff. And like, it's unwatchable. Even, even if you just decided, Hey, I don't want to use any of the like deeper stuff from the comic series. I'm just going to focus on the cartoon. So it's red lasers versus blue lasers. That would have been much better. Totally. Yeah. They could have taken I, I, the first movie, like the Weather Dominator, and it yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. I would have been this, happy with that. This is a failure on all fronts because as someone who's a big fan of G.I. Joe, it doesn't work. And even as like a passive, like just a movie without any background, it doesn't work. Like it's it, it's like it's <laughs> I'm like at a loss for words and I'm sorry. I just like. This is like a, this is a hard watch, and like I said, I think part of it is just because it was it's such a thing and a concept that I love, and just like to watch this, it makes like the the Michael Bay Transformers series seem like Oscar winners to me. Like honestly, like yep. all right, I think yes. we need to write this now. Now that we've gotten all this out, now that we've okay. we've unpacked all this, we've emptied our souls. Let's let's write this. <sighs> Okay, James, you have the option. You can go first, or you can choose one of us to go first. I'm going to punt. Uh, okay, 
LPJ, it's on you. Okay, great, great. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're the, you're the best. Glad you're back. Um, this movie is is not good. Uh, hold on, let me, <laughs> let me back that up. Let me back that up. I gotta try to form some kind of coherent thought on this thing. Um, parts of this movie. Why, why start now? Honestly, you're, you're like, not wrong. They didn't. They didn't at all in the movie. Why do you need to? <laughs> you're right. I don't. I don't know this movie anything. Um, I do enjoy parts of this movie, not the movie as <laughs> the, a whole. The ending, the whole. like yeah. the the ending credits where they play boom boom pow by the. Uh, Black oh god, I forgot about that. Oh man. And not even not even the actual song. It's like some some stupid terrible remix of it. Um not oh. that the other stuff that the song's good, but anyway. Anyway, okay. Sorry. Okay. There's portions of this that I enjoy. Like some of the action scenes, granted they make zero sense, but they're cool. They're visually fun to watch, you know, in that regard. The underwater battle is not terrible. It's 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 okay. Um, I would say of the things that are computer graphics, the underwater stuff looks the best. It's not good, but it definitely looks better than the rest of it, and it's passable. Um, but as a whole, the movie's just—it's like a just a big fart. I hate this movie. No, I don't hate this movie. I just dislike this movie a lot. I'm gonna go one and a half machine guns. Um. I'll go next. Uh, I somehow think you're being too kind to this movie, even though you only gave it one and a half machine guns. Cause it is, it is like a turd that somebody took in an active dumpster fire. Um, I'd say there's very redeemable about this movie. I think you're being overly generous, generous about these action sequences that you think are cool to watch. Cause I think they all just look like a clusterfuck and they're not interesting at all. Um, this movie is like, 200 times worse than I remember it being. Um, it takes something that I love as a child and just completely craps on it. Um, and I never want to watch it again. I'm going to give it half a machine gun. Wow. Well, how do I follow that up? <laughs> what, what else <laughs> is there to say? Um, honestly, I, if, if I would have, if they would have at least uttered yo, Joe once in the movie, they did probably, once. No, they did once. They did? Oh, they did right at the very end. Yeah. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, heavy duty. Heavy duty did it once when he was in the in the submarine. Why heavy duty too? Like, I, again, moving on. <laughs> I'm going to give it one. I'm going to give it one machine gun, and that's coming from somebody who loves him some GI Joe. <laughs> that's fair. So. This this was a turd. This is a bad movie. This really this movie really swallowed our souls. I mean, it's it really did. And I like I, I think it's just. I mean, we've watched some bad movies for this podcast, but I think it's just because all of us have such a strong connection to the GI Joes from being children, and it's just like to watch this movie. It's soul crushing to watch something that was so important to you just be like presented in such a terrible way. Like it, it honestly so is. Bad. Yeah, I will say this, though. I felt worse watching uh, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen than I did watching this. You made it through the end? Because <laughs> I, I think I turned it off halfway through. <laughs> I saw it in the theaters. Ooh. Yep, and I didn't walk out. I've never walked out of a movie. Um, but yeah, this, this, is, this is a rough one. 
Like yeah. I said, this is not, I, there's not really any joy in this at all. And like I said, it was like so much worse than I remember it being. <laughs> it honestly was. Cause I was like, when we were like, we're going to watch this. I'm like, yeah, it's not a good movie, but you know, there's parts of it. I like And then I'm like, Oh, even the stuff I thought I liked, like, like it said, like the, somehow the storm shadow snake eyes fighting this is just like, meh, it's not, that should be the one thing that's exciting. And it's like, it's not. So I, I can't recommend this at all. All right. Well, <laughs> let's try and perk up here for the end. Here's, what I, also here's what I can recommend. I can recommend previous episodes of this show. <laughs> The Last Action Podcast, coming to you every Monday at the GameZilla Media Network. Uh, I can also recommend the GameZilla Podcast on Tuesdays. And uh, Noobs and Dragons, starring me uh, and other people too, but mostly me, uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, Thursdays, we've got the Legend of Retro, which is our retro gaming podcast. Uh, and then we've got... Um, uh, 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 street. We have people that stream. Uh, like you can watch Grim stream. You can watch all kinds of people stream anywhere. Uh, on Twitch, on Facebook, we we're all over the place. Uh, and then if you check us out on GameZillaMedia.com and you scroll down to the bottom, you've got our Discord link there. Click on that. Chat with us. You can, you know, maybe some of you will tell us we're wrong about this movie, and I will ban you. Um, but <laughs> you know. Give it a try. We'll see what happens. That is incorrect, sir. Yeah, uh, your opinion is your opinion will be wrong, and you will no longer be allowed on Discord. Um, but uh, you know, chat with us. Let us know what you think about this movie and some other movies, and uh, you throw us some recommendations. Maybe we'll take one of them and, and watch it. Who knows? Uh, probably be better than this movie. You're not wrong. Although I don't know, some of the stuff that's been flying around Discord lately. Oh, everyone wants to do like. The Mighty Ducks, or I'm, I'm game, or uh, they're they're trying to pass Cool Runnings as an action film. Nope. Like, no, thank you. That's not. I'm passing happen. that one. No, no, not going to happen. Um, but some of those people are patrons, so maybe I do have to listen to them a little bit. Well, anyway, uh, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs>